everyone. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of Kingdom Concepts. I'm so honored to be in your living room, on your phone, on your iPod, if they still do iPads, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, they're still around. I'm, I'm pretty sure they are. But thank you so much for watching us today. And I'm, we have an exciting show today and the next week. And actually, we have so many exciting things the next six weeks, I think. And um, so I'm just glad you're here today. And I have a very special guest with me. I have my friend, uh, partner in all things godly and before partner in all things not godly. So I just want you to grab your notebook, grab your pen, grab your Bible, grab whatever you need to do so that you could um, just follow along with us today. We have a very special topic. We're going to be talking about honor and what honor looks like. And the most, I think the best thing for me to do is to have my friend here. She's, like I said, she's been a friend of mine for years, but um, she has a very good grasp on how it is to be able to honor somebody that not only is uh, your friend, but also your pastor, uh, your boss, you know, and she just really has a good grasp on that. I want to introduce you to my friend, um, Elia McNutt. Her and her husband are the senior pastors of our Porterville campus, and they're doing an amazing job. They've been there how long now? Uh, two years. Two years. Yeah. It's been great, and they're doing a good job. But um, just a little bit about her and I. You know, we've been friends since uh, we were 15 mm -hmm. and 18, mm -hmm. I believe. And you know what? We've grown up together. Yeah. It just it seems like uh, we we got married around the same time, had our kids around the same time, and I have three children, and she has three kids, and uh, we had them like right next to each other. I think all of them. How old are your kids now? Uh, my kids are 26 and 28, and my youngest is 21. And you have grandbabies. And I have I have two grandbabies, blood, and then I have two grandbabies by uh, my marriage. So four. Four. Oh yes. wow! I have three, three little boys, three grandsons. But together, we've been raising our. It seems like we raised them all together. Now we're getting to raise our grandchildren. We'll help raise our grandchildren because they have obviously have excellent parents because um, we have excellent kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, today's her first time she's with me on the program, and so I'm excited about that. We're going to talk to you, talk about what honor looks like, and um, and maybe you don't know what honor means. Let me tell you what the word honor means. It means to regard or to treat someone with admiration or respect, to regard or treat with honor, to give special recognition, to confer honor on. And another uh, definition says to live up or to fulfill the terms of honor, a commitment. Another one says to accept as payment, honor, a to honor a credit card. You know, when you owe somebody something, you honor that payment or whatever, or something like that. And, you know, a lot of times when we, what, what is it that you think about when you think about honor? When I think about honor, I think about how much do you love God? What is your mm -hmm. relationship with God like? Because without honoring God, it's hard to honor a person, whether yes, it be right. a friend, whether it be your spouse, whether it be a, a ministry person that you're working with. If you don't love God, then how can you honor mm -hmm. the person or the position mm -hmm. that you're in? So to me, honor looks like loving God. Amen. That's good. You know, if we love God, uh, we want to do any, everything that that pleases him and when we honor a person that is in authority a person that is in um you know just the law enforcement you know we we honor them because of who they represent they represent the law they represent um the state or the county that they're in you know it's an honor that comes upon them the minute that they put that badge on you know right. uh um, my son-in-law he's in law enforcement 
And when he walks around the room, you know, when he walks and he carries himself, he carries himself, I feel like it demands honor. It, it's something that you see him and it demands honor. Even when he's out of uniform, right. he's like that. And so it's, I don't think it's something that you could take off and on. You know, it's not something that you have that um, you you can choose to do and choose not to do. I think it's, like you said, you know, if it, it stems from our love from God. And when you have that love for God, it's easier to bring honor to, right. the, to people, you know. I want to read this scripture, if you would go with me really quick, to Mark 6. Because sometimes people think honor looks differently. Like to me and you, because we're Christians, we love God. And maybe you're watching this and you 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 aren't a Christian, you know, so maybe you say, well, I don't love God. So how am I, how, how can I love um, others or honor others because I don't love God? Well, this is when these uh, people, this is in the word, when they were um, thinking about honor, they didn't think what honor is what we think. Amen. So Mark 6 says this. Why don't you read Mark 6, Elia? Mark 6, and in, um, it doesn't say the verse. It's it up. is verse 1 through 5. Okay, so Mark chapter 6, verse 1 through 5. Jesus left there and came to his hometown, Nazareth, and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogues, and many who listened to him were astonished, astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things, this knowledge and spiritual insight? What is this wisdom, this confident understanding of Scripture mm -hmm. that has been given to him and such miracles as these performed by his hands? And this, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, and, jo and Joseph, and Judah, and Simon? Are the, his sisters not here with us? Are, um, and they were deeply offended by him. And their disapproval blinded them to the fact that he was anointed Amen. by God as the Messiah. Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor or respect except in his hometown and among his relatives and among his own household. And he could do not a miracle there at all because of their unbelief, except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. Amen. Here you have Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, the one that is here to bring salvation to all of us. But when he walked into his own hometown, they did not know what honor looked like. They did not know that this man, um, you know, was here to teach them the word. They didn't think that that's what honor should look like. Right. They said, well, who's this? This is just Jesus. This is just Joseph and Mary's son. Isn't that this person's brother, this person's sister? They discounted who he was and they discounted what he could do for them because they didn't think that's what honor should look like. Right. They were looking at his package. They were looking at who he was in their lives, you know, before um, before he became who he was. Mm -hmm. He was their friend. He went to school with them, you know. Mm -hmm. He built, you know, tables with him and uh, with him. And so when when things shifted, they didn't shift. Exactly. You know, exactly. They stayed where where and tried to keep him where he used to be. Exactly. And not only that, but this is what they were expecting was Isaiah nine six and seven. And this is what Isaiah nine six and seven. And and I wanted to bring this out because it's a perfect example of what. You expect a certain thing to happen. You expect, okay, when honor shows up, it should look like this, it should look like this, it should look like that. And it didn't. It showed up in a package, like you said, that, that they weren't expecting. This is the package they were accept, expecting. Isaiah 9, 6-7 Amplified says this, for, us a, to, for to us a child be born, to us a son shall be given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, 
and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. There shall be no end to the increase of his government and of peace. He shall rule on the throne of David and over the kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From that time forward and forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. They were expecting this grandiose thing. They were expecting this warrior, this, this um, I'm here to, to change the government, to change everything that is about, about this. But no, they, they get Jesus, the son of Mary and Joseph, a the carpenter. carpenter said. Mm -hmm. That's what they get. And they discounted what they should have been doing. They discounted the honor that sh they should have given him because of who he was in their eyes. And because of who he was in their eye eyes, that honor that they should have given him and they didn't, it caused them, it, it limited, it limited God. And it says, and he, um, um, and his relatives, and he says, and he could not do a miracle. It says he could not do, not he wouldn't, not he, he, he couldn't do it because they weren't receiving him. Um, has there been any times, Ellie, where you felt like, you know what, you needed to give honor to somebody and it was difficult for you to do that? Well, yes, you know, there's times where, you know, you don't always agree with uh, the decisions that people make around mm -hmm. you. Uh, again, if it if it's in ministry or or in friendships, you know, even your children. Yeah. You know, but honoring the word of God and honoring who God is in your life keeps you. It's it's like I heard a minister say, it's you know, honors that governor that keeps you in the flow of where you're mm -hmm. supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so when you're honoring God and and you're honoring the position that he's called you to be, whether it's the position of the mother, mm -hmm. if it's the position of a wife or a friend mm -hmm. or someone in ministry, that honor will keep you flowing in that place that you need to be regardless of the decisions, regardless mm -hmm. if you, you know, if you agree or not, or regardless mm -hmm. if it wasn't the way you would have done yeah. things. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Honor keeps you there. That's right. I remember one time and it just, it, it always sticks to me. I remember one time my daughter, my oldest daughter, she was about 15, maybe 16 years old. And she wanted to have um, one of those uh, earrings in the, that goes, you know, industrial the, in the industrial earring uh -huh. that goes in the thing. And I just did not want her to have it. I just not, did not want her to have it. I didn't want um, her to do that. So she, so she wanted to have a discussion. So we went into the kitchen. It was me <laughs> and her father and her. And she sat down and we were talking about it. And, and we were just going back and forth. And we were having a discussion about it. And her yeah. father was explaining to her, you know, we just, we just would rather you not do this. And I was telling her I didn't want it. And she's like, but why? You know, is it, is it against the Bible? Or, you know, give me scripture and verse, you yeah, know. And, yeah. and, you know, and, I, and I'm sitting there and I said. <laughs> I and remember I, this. I remember, you know, and I couldn't give her scripture and verse. Yes. I couldn't tell her. Um, well, because of this or because yeah, of that. Yeah. And I and I just remember just sitting there and telling her, you know what? I said, because I'm your mom, and I said, because he's your father, I said, I just would rather you not do this. I just would rather you not do this and get that thing. I said, if you want an earring, 10 earrings on your ears, I said, I don't care. I said, but I just would rather you not do that, you know? And I remember she's like, okay. And then she walked to her room and we're sitting there, we're talking, me and my husband, and then she walks back down. And then she says, you know what, Mom? She said, if this is something that you would rather not me do, she said that I'm going to do it because I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor you. Well, what ended up happening is she ended up calling her boyfriend, which is not her husband, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and he told her, I, I don't remember everything he said, but basically he said, well, there, it's your mom and dad. And if they just want you to do that, you should just honor them. Yeah. you know." And so she came down and she told us, and I was like, 
oh God, thank you, Lord Jesus. I think he's the one, you know, but it was just simple. Yes. You know, and another time, you know, when uh, they were dating, I remember um, me telling her, you know, I don't want you to, to kiss. I don't want you to hold hands. I don't want anything. I don't want any of all that kind of stuff. And my husband's just looking at me and I said, I don't want you to kiss. I don't want you to hold hands until you walk down that aisle. And then she looked at me, she goes, mom, she said, I don't think that's right. She said, but because you said this, and she said, I'm going to honor you. Yes. And I can remember instances and instances of my kids coming to me and saying to me, you know, mom, I just want you to know that and these were my opinions. We've yes. never had, yes. you know, I just don't want, want to make sure I get this. Uh, there was nothing biblical. It was never, it was never a, a, um, a sin issue. Yes. It was never a Bible issue. Another, uh, their opinion was more greater than the word. It wasn't anything like that. It was a... Uh, a, a personal preference. preference. I didn't preference. want nose rings. I didn't want tattoos that were visible. I didn't want anything like that. I didn't want them to have tattoos at all. You know, I don't want any of that kind of stuff. It wasn't things like the sin or anything like that. It was just preferences, you know. And so I can remember instances with all three of my kids where it was the same thing. Yeah. Now with that, with the whole handing, holding hands and kissing, my husband talked to me later. He's like, that is not. That's not realistic. That's not realistic. <laughs> he said, she's going to do it. She's going to not do it because you want her to. I, he said, but that's not realistic. And I said, fine, then. And then so late, later, you know, we changed that, you know, and stuff. And one of the things her father said, he said, I don't want you to do anything with your boyfriend that you would not be comfortable doing in front of me mm -hmm. because you honor me. Yeah. And I remember that was, I was like, that that's is so good. That's so good. Yeah. Who thought of that? Yeah. He's like the Holy Ghost, you yes, know? Yes. And consequently, you know, it, it was great. And she, it was great. But, you know, honor means so, honor can, can just, having dishonor can derail you just yes. as easily as having honor could set you on that path, you yes, know? Exactly. You know, and, and that's a great, a, an amazing thing, you know, because, you know, she she was so young, but she was modeled that. Mm -hmm. She was modeling that because, you know, obviously growing up seeing you guys honor your man of God and honor the things that God has asked you guys mm -hmm. to do. So it was easy for her to follow suit in what you were doing. Yeah. You know, so. Can you remember an instance when it was hard for you to, to honor? Oh, to gosh. <laughs> well, what part of my life? <laughs> Uh, you know, there's, there is instances, you know, um, I shared, um, I shared this, uh, with our church a couple of months ago, you know, there was a time where, uh, I was going through a really rough patch in uh, my life. You know, I was going through a very harsh divorce and, um, I remember calling my pastor cause I needed to talk to him about, and, and I will say that, that you say it not to interrupt you, but her pastor is actually even before he was your pastor yes. so before he was my pastor we used to party together we used to go to keggers together i actually met him before uh he met his wife which is hilarious because later we ended up actually clicking and being friends mm -hmm. you know and stuff and so uh and i remember uh growing up with him and and uh, before i go into that you know and and you know learning with him and growing up mm -hmm. and watching you guys be the uh, watching you guys be youth pastors and then watching you guys be uh, youth leader, excuse me, and watching you guys be, you know, associates, and then you go into your ministry as, as senior pastors, and through all that, learning how to uh, operate alongside with you and knowing what role. Exactly. Okay, are you speaking to me in the role of a friend? Are you speaking to me in the role of a pastor? Are you speaking to me in the role of an employer? Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't your responsibility. It was my responsibility mm -hmm. to make sure that those things were, were you yes. know, those roles were clear. Mm -hmm. You know, these are clear roles. And so years later, but, but in, in all that, it was rare that I had to actually 
cool on you guys as a pastor. Why? Because I'm right alongside you. I'm mm-hmm. watching what you guys are doing. Not that I knew everything, but I would watch your guys's, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, experience. And so I didn't really pull on you as much as pastors because I was right there. But in this instance in my life, I needed not a friend. Mm-hmm. I needed not an employer. I needed my pastor. And I remember calling him while he was on a missions trip. And I told him that this, you know, tragic thing had happened uh, with one of our church members. And then um, during that time, I found out some things that were happening in my personal life that had transpired. So then I had to call him back and I had to talk to him and ask him. Well, I actually wasn't asking him. I was just telling him (laughs) what was happening. And I was telling him what I was going to do. And I was telling him my plans and I was telling him all these things. And I remember he told me, he says to me, he says, "Uh, Elia, he said, if you do those things that you're planning on doing, if you act upon those things, He says, you're going to forfeit what God has called me to do here in the Philippines. He said, I have a call of God here. I have a work that I need to do. And if you do those things, he says, you're going to make me have to go home and, and, and deal with these things. And I remember saying, okay, (laughs) okay. And that, okay. I'm important too. I have issues too. I need, I need my pastor. And so then he says, you know, I'm going to call you back. And so then, um, you know, I don't know if it was a day the next day or maybe later on that day, he called me back. And, uh, you know, he told me again, the same thing, you know, and I was not happy with him. Mm-hmm. I was not happy with him for the first time. I've known the man for 30 years. And I could honestly say I was ticked off at him. <laughs> I was ticked off at yes. him. I didn't like what he was saying. I didn't like what he was telling me. And I remember he said to me, he said, you know, did you think about what, what I said? And I said, yes, I did. And I said, um, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with you coming home and you doing what you need to do. And he goes, you need to pray about that. Mm-hmm. You need to pray about that response, you mm-hmm. know? And he says, is what you're going to do and is what you're going to say, will that derail you from the call of God on your life or will that keep you in the call that God has called you to do? And so have you guys ever seen that, that dog, Muttley, you know, he's like, and that's what I was doing. I was just like, oh my Lord, I can't believe that he's telling me what I don't want to hear. Does he not understand the circumstance? Does he not understand I have a right to feel this way? Does he not understand what has happened to Mm -hmm. me? You know, and he went on to say a bunch of other things that ticked me off. (laughs) <laughs> and um, and I'm being honest, you know, because, you know, it was a very hard thing. And I remember Honor spoke. Mm-hmm. Honor spoke and said, "He's your, your man of God has spoken. Mm-hmm. Listen to what mm-hmm. he has to say. And, of course, I'm just, like, fighting with the Lord. And I hung up on Pastor. <laughs> and then, you know, he had another minister call me. And it was difficult. It was so difficult because when we get in the place where we feel like we're justified, justified in a situation, like we have the right to be this way, it's hard to hear honor. Mm-hmm. But if you listen and mm-hmm. you pay attention, honor will speak to you mm-hmm. and it'll tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, honor spoke. Thank God I listened. And yes, it would he have been. didn't have yeah. to come home and, <laughs> yes. and take care of business, you know. But it was a weak moment for It was. It mm-hmm. was a weak moment for me. But in that offense... And in the weakness, I was able to hear honor. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's what we were modeled. Yes. We were modeled to honor God, honor who God is in your life. And in that, you'll be able to honor the man of God in your life. Amen. That's awesome. Oh, that makes me want to cry. I remember that. I remember all of those things. I remember him just saying, please. He said, please. He said, I just need you just to wait a couple of weeks. Just, just wait. Just wait till I come home. And at that moment in time, 
you know, I think it was like eight days. He just wanted you to, he, he didn't want you not to do what you were going to do. He just wanted you to wait. Yeah. And I remember that whole conversation. But, you know, what you said, honor spoke. And honor will always sound like what the word says. Exactly. And honor will always sound like God. Not that he's God or anything, but honor sounds exactly what God wanted exactly. you to hear. And and in but what an amazing thing that, you know, because of your love for God, you were able to hear honor. Yes. Because if you don't love God, when a situation comes in front of you and honor is is challenged, if you don't know God, it's going to be challenging, you know? And I remember a, a totally different situation. Uh, with you, that was a, a righteous man saying something to you and, and, and wanting to help you. I remember a, a situation in my life and uh, mine and my husband where we were underneath a certain pastor, and this is a pastor before ours, uh, before our current pastor. Now, we've only had two pastors, and we learned honor. We learned how to honor a man of God through um, our first pastor. But I remember um, being saved for a few years, being youth pastors and and we were in a situation to where the pastor felt like Josh and I took our kids, took the youth kids into a hostile situation. We're at a Christian concert and the kids were mosh pitting in there at a Christian concert. And my husband and I were waiting to jump into the Christian concert mosh pit, you know, and I figured, hey, you know, these are Christians. My husband's bigger. It'll be fine, you know. So we're waiting to jump in there with them, you know, because that's what good youth pastors do, right? Right, right. right? And so... Oh, our pastor was so angry with us. And I was standing there. I remember he came up, and um, he he ended up coming up, and he began to scream. I mean, I'm talking top of his lungs, screaming at Josh and I, in front of our youth kids, yelling at us, telling us how dare we take them. And I remember standing there, and I remember grabbing my husband's hand, and I had a choice. I had every right to say, oh, you don't talk to me that way. I'm right. a grown woman. Don't talk to me that way. How he was doing it was wrong. I'm not telling you to stay in a, that, that was wrong. Yeah, 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 I'm not condoning his attitude. But I remember grabbing my husband and having a choice. I'm going to honor the position, and I'm mm -hmm. going to honor him, who he is in my life, and I'm not going to say anything. Or uh, I'm going to step aside, and my husband's going to take him out. I had those two choices. Because my husband, all I had to do is turn around and tell him, take it, do it. He would have done it. And um, I just remember just grabbing my husband's hand and then just like before me because he was standing behind me grabbing my husband's hand then he got done doing his yelling and screaming and we just walked away and I just remember crying and just crying and crying and crying and my husband crying and crying and crying too because of me yeah. not not he wasn't crying because what happened because he was just hurt for me uh, and for what happened and I said to him I said what are we gonna do and he said we're just gonna pray and I remember that night we prayed that night the pastor came up to us and apologized to us he, he he apologized to us, and it was great and everything, you know, and we worked it out. But through that, I remember that I had a choice that night, and I truly believe that if I would have stepped out and not listened to honor, that I could have derailed the call of God on my life, you know. And, you know, I don't know where you are right now and, and what's going on in your life, and maybe there's honor being challenged for you. I'm telling you right now, choose like what Elia said, what she said right now is, Honor has a voice. Listen to that voice, and that voice is going to sound like God, and that voice will have the word in it. Amen. God bless you, and please join us again for next week while we continue this series. Amen.